Welcome, hello, and welcome to the Still Life Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Mike. And this week we got some gaming in. Yay! What'd you play this week? I played Octopath Traveler. And I played and beat three games, believe it or not. I played Octopath Traveler. (laughs) My My games are a little bit shorter, though. All right, so this week we want to just talk about the excitement that we had in completing all these games, except for me. I did not complete a single game. <laughs> I did get further, but I did not complete it. Sad face. Yes. Now, so we kind of wanted to talk about each of the games that Mike actually beat because I partially uh, backseat gamed on a couple of them. And uh, we want to kind of give us, we have a couple of things we want to talk about. It should be fun today. It's a little bit more loosey-goosey. Yes. A little so, change of pace from what we're used to. Yeah. So the first game you beat, which is the, we'll conquer the the biggest, the biggest fish first. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also the most recent of the games, right, Mike? It was a recent game, right? Not for the <laughs> Xbox 360. It was, it was Psychonauts. It was... <laughs> It was an old one, but I've never, I never got around to playing it, and I loved it. You know, the funny part about Psychonauts is that you originally picked it up because you thought Luke was gonna like it. Uh, I wanted to give it a go before Psychonauts Two dropped in August, but and Luke did love it, but most of the game I did not play for him. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up playing that one for me. It was, it was a lot of fun. That was one of the better platformers I've played in a long time, outside of Ori. So fair that the the hype is worth it. Yeah, yeah. If if you haven't had a chance to play Psychonauts when it first released and it slipped your radar, go back and play through it before before the new one drops. The new one's going to be on Game Pass. So is the old one on Game Pass? The old one's on Game Pass. The new one's Yay! on Game Pass. The only Game one that's Pass. not on Game Pass is Psychonauts VR, which I bought, and that was <laughs> game number two that I beat this week because that bridges the gap between Psychonauts One and Psychonauts Two. So let's talk a little bit more about Psychonauts One first. So, what are your initial impressions of the game when you first went into it? Was it what you expected? Was it better than you expected? It it, it was definitely better than I expected. I had no expectations going into it. I really didn't pay much attention to it when it first came out. So when I jumped into that, it has a lot of Tim Burton-esque charm is the way that I described it. It's weird, but in the best ways possible. That like only, sneezing brain weird? Like sneezing brain weird. Yeah. So it, it has some some deeper elements to it uh, that you can miss completely if you don't if you're not an explorer and don't like to go in every nook and cranny, but it's totally worth it. Wait, to really... before you go on, you between you said it's like Tim Burton. Is it like Willy Wonka Tim Burton or is it like No, it's like good Tim Burton. <laughs> so like corpse bride <laughs> Yeah, 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 good good Tim Burton. Not 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 that what Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, 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 but yeah, I ended up uh I ended up binging through it. It's it's definitely worth a play. Um you play it for an hour and you'll have a good feel on whether or not you'll you'll like it or not it's it's it doesn't get repetitive every single level every single mission that you play in that game are all very unique to the game so uh you won't get bored of it it's 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 not an ubisoft game it's it's very original <laughs> all the way through so definitely we, give it a shot if you haven't yet especially hear, if you have game pass no reason not to we here at still alive podcast support and really like some ubisoft games that being said we will trash talk them all the time (laughs) what is the most recent ubisoft game that you enjoyed was it child of light stick of truth (laughs) which one came out first i that is a a google question yes it is let's see i think child of light came out in 
2014. And South Park Stick of Truth came out in... In 2014. So they came out the same time. No. Uh, I like both of those. But anyway, okay, so you, it's how long, uh, So when did Psychonauts release? It's on Xbox 360. I think it so was 2005. Old. I think it was the very end of the original Xbox. And I think, was it on PS... Two as well. So if it released in 2005, it was. So it's like a 16 year old game. Yeah, April 2005. Okay, so it's a 16 year old game. Uh, and does it suffer from no. any? It, it held up. It held up really, really well. Uh, the art style. A lot of games that came out in that time, they they could be tough to go back to, especially from a platforming perspective i know a lot of the games that i played in the mid 2000s or early 2000s when you, you get into the platforming it could be a real pain in the ass and more frustrating than it is fun i never ran into any problems like that with this game it was it all worked as you as you'd hope any abilities and stuff that you get throughout the game they all they all fit they're they're not forced in there and they all work really really well so this this game it it, it it held up to the test of time. It, it it was it was worth playing for the first time in 2005. It's not dated at all. I mean, even the graphics, like you said, the Tim Burton-esque charm, and uh, it seems to hold up pretty well. It's not hard to look at. It's not hard to watch. It's kind no, of interesting. No, yeah, no, it's it, it really did hold up, and it's just it, it doesn't look like a game that's 16 years old, and a lot of that could be um, attributed to the the art style that they decided to go with for that game. And it, it's making me want to jump into all the uh, other Tim Schafer. Double Fine games like Brutal Legend and uh, um, Grim Fandango is another one I never played. That It's a point and click game, I believe, but it's pretty highly regarded as well. Yeah. Okay. So um, any downsides to Psychonauts? It was a good length for so me. How, how long was it? I forget how many it takes you. How long did it take you to play? I, I want to say I want to say about seventeen hours, fifteen, seventeen hours, something That's like not that. Bad. I think I can't remember for sure, but it was it was somewhere around there. But it was a good length. It there was no fluff in there from playing it. It, it has some hilarious levels. It has a King Kong related level, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. That has to do with a monster Frankenstein type of fish. Yeah. Um, that was the only one that really went a little bit long for me. Was the the King Kong level, but everything in the game it, it just felt as long as it needed to be it wasn't fluff, fluffed the uh the ending of the game was a ton of fun I, I think i binged the last four or five hours in one sitting and that was one of my my 3 a.m nights which i regretted the next morning because again we have two littles and regrets yeah no re- no regrets <laughs> but <laughs> struggles okay so that made you want to jump into the vr game right yes and i beat psychonauts during the steam summer sale so Psychonauts Yay! VR was on sale for $9.99 and it had about two days left on the uh, the sale before going back to full price. So I, I snatched that. So you played I, on the on the Oculus too? Yeah. So you could wirelessly play PC VR games on the Oculus. So I played it on the Oculus Quest and I, I did it in about two sittings just because kids and I had to stop at one point. But it was a, <laughs> it was a little... The controls are great. I, I personally prefer a seated experience when it comes to VR games. A lot of them go for the standing full room motion. I prefer the seated positioning like Resident Evil 7 and Psychonauts works the same way. It's just much more comfortable for me and I don't have to worry about smashing a TV. So that's kind of big. But when you start the game, you're in you're that's in <laughs> you're in the ship that the first the first game ends with. And it's weird because it's in first person perspective where the original's in third person. So when you're sitting in the ship, you're in first person perspective and the girl, 
I want to say her name's Lily. I'm terrible with remembering names. I think her name was Lily. Her head is ginormous because you see the characters in first person perspective, and you see that 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 design element and how it translates over to VR. You get used to it pretty quickly, but it was it was a little bit um crazy seeing how how the characters looked in uh in first person from uh, uh Raz's point of view, but. Yeah. Control's Rasputin. great. It's yeah, Rasputin. It's all it's all puzzle based. It's seated, but the puzzles were clever enough to make it feel like you're smart for figuring them out. And they were they were just it was a lot of fun. It was it was about a two and a half three hours for the uh, the VR, but it was again exactly what it needed to be. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the second one. I I, I had no hype in regards to it, and figured with the new one coming out, I'll give the first one a shot. And now I'm now I'm invested in the world of psychonauts Hmm, that sounds like a lot of fun yes so you would highly recommend highly recommend if i had to give it a score that's definitely in the uh the nine plus range for me you give it it, nine borks nine nine borks is that our rating scale no nine borks out of ten but that's uh that's I, i i would go as far to say that it was one of my favorite platformers I've ever played. Oh wow! Uh, so honest that to God, good. yeah, yeah. But you haven't played Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I watched you play it though. <laughs> that's not the same. So that that's a uh, that's some mighty mighty shoes to fill. That's that's good. What yeah. you didn't love Crash Bandicoot? I loved Crash Bandicoot, but it's hard. <laughs> I forgot how hard it was. I, like. You know, I think that sticks with a lot of games, especially, uh, you know, the older games. And the nostalgia kind of covers the hardness factor. Like one of my favorite games growing up was Ninja Gaiden. And (laughs) I can safely say I've never beat Ninja Gaiden because it is relentlessly hard. (laughs) And mainly because of the way it was constructed, I guess. There's a lot of respawning enemies and unfair. It's just unfair. And then has bounce back. When your character gets hit, they kind of just crumple up and then go and fly backwards so um so going back the platforming is a lot of fun however playing the actual game getting through it the levels it's just incredibly frustrating so that's what they coin as nintendo hard i suppose uh, that crash Bandicoot kind of falls into that but as games evolved into 3d platformers i guess camera angles became another issue because at least with ninja gaiden you have one view and it's the side scrolling view even though you can't see some of the enemies coming off screen when it comes you should to really 3- go back and play the uh the reboot on the uh the original xbox well i've heard they're good <laughs> uh but but going to back to crash bandicoot uh, a lot of the problems that they had were was it cam reviews and platforming i feel like a lot of 3d titles suffered that it's good to hear that psychonauts did not yeah so going back to crash bandicoot so that was a game that i i did love that was actually the game that caused me to buy a PlayStation One back. Uh, hmm. Back when I first got the PlayStation, it was so. Uh, it wasn't Final Fantasy Seven. It because... was not Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. It was Crash was... Bandicoot. It was actually part of a demo disc. I went ah. over a friend's house, and he had the he had PlayStation One, and he had the demo disc with a, Look, a bunch of games such as Crash your friends, Bandicoot. Your friends are gateway drugs because you always go to over a friend's house to play Rainbow Siege Six, and you go to a friend's house to play Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> And then you go to the Sears and you play. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't everybody go to Sears to play video games back when they were kids? That was that was normal, right? What's what's Sears? <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. I lost Tell my train of thought. You're talking about Crash Bandicoot. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So when I bought the uh, the remastered trilogy and went back into it, I forgot I forgot how freaking unforgiving those games are, and they made a lot of changes to uh, make it. E- I don't want to say easier, but 
they made a bunch of changes to make it less error prone for the for the player. Uh, I can't remember what they did specifically, but just s- simple stuff as such as showing where your shadow is when you're jumping and knowing where you're going to land. Because I know the landing controls were a little garbage back in the uh, back in the day. So a little cost of living upgrades. <laughs> yeah, quality of living upgrades. So that's good. Um, I remember you beat Crash Bandicoot, the remastered version, at least. The first, the first part, yeah. So I also went back and I did Spyro because they did the similar. They gave Spyro the similar treatment. And you and you finished that game before jumping into another one, right? Right, Sarah. Right. You hey, look! It. You what else it. did you play? <laughs> Actually, I think I did get to almost the end. Uh, the thing about of the trilogy. No, I think I started R- Riptor's Rage, and then something happened. I think Riptor's I Rage. <laughs> Rip- Riptor's Rage. It's this. Ripto's Rage. That's the second one. Um, I believe that I got through most of the first one. And I have this uncanny ability when I play platformers to want to get them all. <laughs> you know, And part of Spyro is to find all the dragons and the hidden eggs and get through each world. And I had a problem leaving each world when I didn't collect everything. I wanted to get all the, the gems. I wanted to get all the dragons. and I want, Completionist. I, yeah, I have a problem. Uh, but at the same time, I would get frustrated when I couldn't. And then I'm like, should I just continue on? Or just quit the game entirely? I quit the game entirely. <laughs> now, actually. I That's think the I, attitude. I believe I beat the first Spyro. And I started Ripto's Rage. But then something else came out that I wanted to play. Or I gave birth. One of the two. Or you gave birth. Yeah, I think that's when I gave birth to Reese. I think, I think it is. Yeah. And then I kind of got lost because I did I did buy it. I never played the third Spyro, but I have it. I have it. That's the Year of the Dragon, I believe. Yes. So I, I do have that. Those are in my backlog. We'll talk about backlog stuff later. Oh, that so, could be a whole topic for a month. Oh, forever. That's my life. A backlog. My life is a backlog. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I'm trying to do is avoid adding to my backlog. It's, it's all about clearing out my backlog. before. Impossible. If, if I add any new games to the backlog, it's games that I intend to play immediately. I'm not buying games that have on sale. Just have them sit anymore, Sarah. That's what Game Pass is for. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a big reason I'm I'm not building up my my uh, my backlog. Anyways, I also played another really long game, another one of those epic sixty to one hundred hour adventures that you're still stuck on the same one for the past lies. two months. Lies. Okay, no. Why okay. must you fill this 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 <laughs> podcast with lies? Okay, I, I played a two hour game. It was gone home. <laughs> but it counts yeah i would guess it was so uh that's a little different than psychonauts since so you kind of went through from platformer to puzzle vr game to gone home which is uh is it a point and click it's similar to um what remains of edith finch and uh it, no. it's it's it, it, like if no it's, put that game in the freezer <laughs> close to a point and click it's it's a lot of exploration inside the house and some puzzles and a lot of exploration though it's similar to the telltale point and click style games where you're actually in control of your character and stuff like that if if you want to compare it to a point and click game but i thought it was solid but i don't think it lived up to the hype i know it's a pretty highly regarded game it was some it was on some people's game of the year list the game year it came out i thought it was all right but it didn't hit me the same way sorry as edith finch did when i played that so you ha- it had big shoes to fill yeah i guess you could say that so i enjoyed it i'm glad i played it it was it didn't require too much focus and it was easy to just pick up and continue but was it a good story it was a lot of the story actually with that game again kind of like psychonauts it required you to do a lot of extra exploration and read all the notes if, if you don't do that you're not going to get anything out of this game 
but there's it goes layers deep it goes into the background of the father the, the grandfather and this is stuff that you're not going to put together the lore of this this house and this family unless you actually read all the materials and look at measuring tape on the wall and when they were measuring height and stuff like that it's it's got some really good world building uh, within the family so if you are going to play gone home or you haven't yet or you plan on returning to it make sure you read all the materials and you do all the exploration because there's there's a lot that you could you can miss i actually miss some stuff myself and when i whenever i finish a game i usually go and look at recaps and people's thoughts on it and things you may have missed and there was quite a few things that I, I didn't catch myself when I played it, and I don't leave any stone unturned. Yeah, so do you think that with those things that you may have missed, you might have gotten more out of the narrative? I mean, I got, I got the gist of it, and I didn't really miss too much with it, but if I caught it or paid more a little more attention to it while I was playing it, then yeah, I probably would have got some more out of it while it was going on. But some of the details they don't go too deep into, it's just it's very, very easy to miss some things. Oh, okay, so would you recommend this game? Yeah, it, it, it has to be your style of game. I, I, I typically like these types of games, but I, I like them. If if that's not your thing, you're not going to enjoy Gone Home. If you don't mind playing those type of games, definitely give it a shot. It's only two to three hours. So even uh, even somebody with two kids, a toddler and an infant could, could get through that in a day. Two kids, a toddler and an infant? Like, so four kids? Wait. <laughs> My math is a little bit off. How many kids do we have? We have two, right? We have four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dog and the cat. Yep. <laughs> so the kids are our dog and cat. <laughs> and the toddler and the infant are the extras. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. But play it if you like those types of games. And Sarah, Octopath Traveler. Yep, I'm still what, playing. <laughs> what's new with you? How far are you? What's what what progress have you made with that game? How are you enjoying it? Okay, so I have been playing Octopath Traveler for over uh, so maybe about 40, 50 hours already already. Now I play in huge chunks at times. I'm gonna say it's approximately forty-five hours. When I say that, I, it's because I can't track it, even though you could save it and see your time. But sometimes I leave it on the battle screen when I have to do something. And it could sit for maybe 10 Likely to 15 story. minutes. Look, I've left it on the battle screen for maybe about an hour once. <laughs> so I guess if I add up all that time, I subtract maybe about 10 hours from it. But roughly halfway through the game, um, I made it through all of the chapter one and chapter two stories. And things are getting interesting. So um, you're playing with the hunter, right? Yes. If I know you're only halfway done with it, but now that you're halfway done with the game, would you have picked her looking back at it? Or do you think another character is worth playing? Yeah, I like her because she's the one, whenever you pick your main character, that's the one you have to have in your party throughout the entire game. And then you could switch out the other three characters. So you have one character that's locked and that's whoever you pick first. So I picked the hunter and I actually really enjoy her and I have her as a dual hunter slash warrior. I feel like that maxes out her stats to the best of her abilities since she's a... She's pretty much built to be a damage dealer. So I have her attack stats like crazy. And if she goes into battle with anything, she'll just kill it one shot. And I kind of love that. Um, I'm currently around level 45 with her. 45, 46. And I'm just starting chapter 3 stories. So most of those chapter 3 stories have a threshold of uh, anywhere between level 32 and level 40. So I'm not egregiously overleveled, but since she doesn't leave my party, that's why she has the highest. It's kind of like Cloud in uh, Final Fantasy 7 or, um, you know, Squall in Final never, Fantasy 8. I never watched the Splinter, the Sliver guy. Oh, you didn't? You have to look yes. it up. We have to send that to you. That's Final Fantasy 5. 
Well, when you have one steady character, like a lot of those games, these they swap a lot of the Final Fantasies. You swap out characters, and it keeps the levels pretty even. But in a a couple of them, you have one character that barely moves. I know you you exchange lead characters in Final Fantasy VII a couple times. In Final Fantasy VIII, you swap out, and just maybe one or two times you're in instances where other characters are in the lead. Um, but with her, that's why she has such a high level as a, as compared to everybody else. However. My strategy is always, to, in this case, is to keep two other characters in the party as well, constantly, and just swap out one. And those are my two favorite characters, which is the Scholar and the Merchant, and I have them stacked. So the Scholar is almost impossible to take down with his magic power. Take he's got take Thanos. Yeah, he's got ridiculous magic stats. I have him stacked, so he's a Scholar slash Merchant. I probably could really make him even more powerful by making him a Cleric, but I kind of like the idea of having two people who can steal money off of everybody so I can get the best equipment. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I have my two merchants doing that in off cases. Um, and then the merchant, I like her with the cleric. So it bo- boosts her magic stats. So she's able to deal decent magic damage, but she's also got a decent attack stat. So she's sort of like in the middle. And then my third character is whomever I swap out for the um, for the occasion. So right now, I, I actually just completed my first chapter three quest, which is with Alfin, the, um, the apothecary. So it's interesting to see how their uh, stories are unfolding. The only uh, one thing I could really say that I don't like about the game so far is I wish that the story is kind of intertwined with the other characters or at some time at some point intersect. And I'm gaining a lot of levels naturally, but sometimes I feel like I have to sit off and grind uh, because my third character, whatever one I swap in and out, or actually my fourth character, I suppose. Whatever I swap in and out, uh, they are usually horrendously underleveled. Like everybody else, my party's at least level 40. And when I started with Alfin, he was level 28. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to at least get him to his level for the mission, which was 32. So I had to go and grind for a little bit to All get him right. up. But so- then everybody else's levels raised. So like, you know, someone might have to do it for the next character, that next character. <sighs> I, uh, I think it's also level 32. I think the per- next person I have to take is Therion, the thief. So, so speaking of grinding and, and going through all this stuff, I, I'm, I'm sitting over here laughing at your notes because I just noticed, why do games take so damn long? Yep. I, th- I, th- I think you just figured that one out. Grinding! And I can't say I hate grinding, but I can't say I love grinding either. It's a it's a necessary evil for a lot of RPGs, and I like it. Like something like Chrono Trigger was very balanced, and you didn't have to do too much grinding when you were there when you play that game. It was kind of like you fought all the random battles, and you would be fine going through the game. Maybe once or twice, you'd have to sit back and level up your characters here and there. But something like Dragon Quest, where the game was grinding. Basically, that was the point of the game was to grind. Would you say games got better or worse over the years when it comes to grinding or the need for it? I think it depends on the title. I feel like a lot of games have stepped away from the turn-based strategy games. Uh, and sometimes they the way they handle random battles got better and sometimes they got worse. Um, it's, it's a fine balance because I feel like some titles, uh, they make it easy to avoid creatures. Like I think Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch was one of, one of my uh, favorites that came out recently, which is not too recently since it's a couple of years old now. Um, you can avoid, you could see the characters on the map and avoid them. But they will chase you if you are under level or a matching level. And you or know, they Kuni will... is 10 years old. Uh, I remember that first game out. Uh, 
that came out before we've been dating. No, it didn't. November 17th. So just before. 2011. So just before we started dating. <laughs> Actually, that was just in Japan in 2011. It came out in the States later. Oh, so it came out after we were dating. I think. I don't know. But anyway, so the... And if you were a higher level than these monsters, they would run in the opposite direction. So you didn't have to fight them. You wouldn't even have to, like, avoid them. And that was nice. Uh, then you have the random battles that you can't see that you automatically get into. You're given um, certain stats or abilities to have you avoid excessive battling, if you'd like. But then again, that's necessarily that's necessary for you to level up your characters in a lot of instances. Um, I know in games like Final Fantasy thirteen, which is not my favorite favorite final fantasy i'm just gonna say that right up there <laughs> not my favorite um they have different types of way of leveling your character and uh sometimes it's more linear than others um so grinding i i guess it has a purpose sometimes it makes a game too easy when you don't have when when you can avoid all the monsters and not have to worry about leveling when you level just basically and then there's it's it all has to do with the battle system too i think a lot of a lot of parts of grinding is um it's very particular it's not necess- sometimes it feels like a waste of time and sometimes it's necessary. it always feels like a waste of time no it doesn't yes it does no, no grinding no i want to play my game i want to play my story Don't, Look, the grinding just gets in the way I feel like when you grind, you actually come up with some pretty good strategies when you play. Um, like if you fight the same amount of creatures, and, and I usually can grind um, grind out enough levels in maybe about 20 minutes, which isn't that long when it comes to uh, RPGs. But uh, what I usually do is I come up with a strategy for a particular area so I can wipe out the, the monsters as quickly as possible and then, you know, reap the benefits of all the sweet, sweet EXP. But that also helps me when I'm fighting other monsters to see where my character's strengths work and how I can manipulate my party's abilities to best suit me. So even in an area I'm not familiar with or monsters I'm not familiar with, I can pretty much prioritize certain abilities or certain tactics so I can get through all types of battles quickly. And I still believe that grinding is a waste of time. Ah! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) You do you, boo. I will. Who's the one that beat three games this week? Uh, my games are also like 60 plus hour games. Yeah, it's 40 of them are grinding. Look, that's not true. There's a lot of story. And there's a lot oh, of the other 20 is to... pause menus. According <laughs> that... to you. This is fair. Look, it's got a story to it. It's all about strategy and tactics. Battles are part of the fun. I'm just busting. You suck. I beat three games. Shut up. <laughs> three games in 20 hours. So yeah, you know. Speaking of uh, having a buttload of games that are 60, 60 hours plus, that's my problem with my backlog. You know, you, you were able to, you didn't even plan on playing Psychonauts VR. You just jumped in because you're like, oh, Psychonauts 2 is coming out. It's on Game Pass. I'll play Psychonauts 1. Luke will like this game. And it's like 20 hours and you're able to play through it. No problem. And as far as I know, there's not a ton of collectibles, correct? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of exploration to do. And oh, actually, I want to rewind for a second and talk about Psychonauts because this harkens back to I think episode one podcast number one with Psychonauts at the very end of the game at the very end of the game when you're in uh, the final level when you're at the uh, point of no return or whatever uh, you go into it's like a carnival type of level and you have to 
<laughs> you have to go to like a Zoltan type of thing. A Zoltar. What, what is it? Zoltar? I think it's Zoltar. Yeah, Zoltan is a uh, dude. Where's my car? I believe. Anyways, you go to Zolt like a Zoltar type of thing, and it says you have all the stuff that you didn't. I-, I hoarded everything. I hoarded all my money. I hoarded all my 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 points and these cores and all this stuff. And I, I am like, I might need them later. And they had a thing at the very end of the game that says, you didn't utilize any of your stuff. Claim it in now because you're at the end of the game for <laughs> pretty much. So it forced me to, uh, for the very last level to like claim all the stuff that I had sitting on the back. Like that would have just made my life much easier throughout the whole game. So I need to get better at that. But yeah, the Psychonauts, it, it gets me. It yelled at me for it. Yep, it did. I- and you need to be yelled at more often because you're the person who's like, oh, I made it through all of the Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, wait, you can upgrade things? I don't need to be <laughs> using this shitty sword. It was worth it. Was it really? It was. Because I'm a real gamer. I'm I'm elite. Yeah, I think you just didn't know. <laughs> I gotta call bullshit on that one. I'm elite. I'm, I'm a... I'm a real true gamer. I'm the one that beats Dark Souls blindfolded in one run without any deaths. That's I how I do. I think you're a liar. <laughs> I am totally full Again, of Again, filling this podcast with lies. <laughs> so hold, hold that thought for one second. Because I took a screenshot of the message I got at the very end of the game. And I'm pulling that up right now. Okay, so it, it here's the thing that, that comes up when you go to Zoltar. Rasputin, your journey has made you much wiser. So why do you still hurt... Oh, let me get it on the other monitor. So why do you still hurt your goods like a miser? The items you've scavenged, the webs, the cards, and brains, just to redeem them is all that remains and it makes you redeem everything at the very end of the game hmm good but that's at the end of the game when you can't use them he called me a miser you are a miser why do i hoard my goods like a miser so you are a dragon that's a pirate (laughs) pirate dragon yeah so not the same thing it's a cool dragon so, like I said, you pulled Psychonauts and Psychonauts VR out of nowhere. They weren't even in your backlog, were they? Psychonauts was in... So I have groups on Xbox, and I've had folders on PS4. I'm waiting for them to add that back to PS5. And that was in, like, my Tier 3 games, and that immediately jumped up to Tier... After I started it, it immediately jumped up to Tier 1. Play now. And I did. I played it. Okay, and was Gone Home, uh, Going Home part of... Gone Home was pretty far down there but that was it was late at night and i just it was like 9 30 or 10 o'clock and I, I wanted to play something but i didn't want to get too invested so i figured that was a, a quick one to, to just bang through in one night and just get uninstalled and i ended up doing that i, I enjoyed it I'm, I'm again i'm glad i played it but that was a little bit further down the list but sometimes it's a little convenient to be able to play through those shorter games when you just don't know what you want to jump into yeah unfortunately for me my backlog is not nearly that easy most of my games are super 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 long i have to finish a whole bunch of games that i started because once one of my games comes out another really good one comes out like luigi's mansion came out and then animal crossing came out and i got lost in that and never she beat neither of those well you can't beat Animal Crossing. I could. No, you can't. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, so my backlog currently is, I think I have Luigi's Mansion. I have, I beat Pokemon Snap, but there's a whole bunch of stuff I can unlock in there and go take pictures all I want. So new Pokemon Snap is something I kind of want to continue to explore at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be, uh, I have to be Octopath Traveler, obviously. You got and- Zelda coming. 
I have Zelda Skyward Sword, the HD remaster coming. And I'm going into that game excited to not be disappointed because when I first played Skyward Sword, I was so pissed off about the motion controls. Yeah, I think it, they're going to get it right this time. I hope so, because it's it actually I would have probably enjoyed the story had it not been for the egregious motion controls. Um, that's coming actually on it releases tomorrow yeah well probably yesterday by the time i release this podcast i'm gonna get a sweet sweet amiibo too i'm so excited um that's coming out we've downloaded something that is something in the vein of what i want paper mario to be called bug fables yes um what else is on my backlog there's another thing besides bug fables okami that's so close to the end i should just beat it but i have but you won't issues <laughs> in completing a game i think what i when i get first get a game sometimes i play it so i didn't much. realize you were so close to that yeah so that. very close to the end i did the same thing with child of light and i think i did the same thing with nino kuni i was very very close to beating the game and i'm like no Nino kuni 2 you're talking about right no nino kuni 1 uh, did you beat nino kuni 2 i know you were playing no it, it got to uh, I was playing that one, and that one was a lot of investment, and I wasn't enjoying it as much as I gotcha. played the first one. So I'm like, I'm going to put this on the back burner because I have other games that I want to play more. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. So that actually was a decision that I made. Now, like, I could clear Okami off my plate. I could probably... I'm halfway through Luigi's Mansion. So... And I enjoy that game. It's not that I don't enjoy these games. It's just that sometimes I play them so much, and then I get tired of them, and I want to try something new. And yeah. then I will go back to them six years later. <laughs> yeah, my, my backlog's pretty ridiculous, but I'm not going too crazy with it. There's nothing that I'm really dying to play. I, I, I think I might go and finish the DLC for Resident Evil 7 because I'm, I, I think I'm ready to revisit that world. Well, you're supposed to play uh, the next Resident Evil Village, Village yeah. right? Yeah, but I might I might play through the DLC since I do, do have it for Resident Evil 7. Well, uh, I was going to say Destroy All Humans is on there. Control, I beat, but I have the Ultimate Edition, so I probably want to play through that again. Dying Light, Carry On, the Crash Bandicoot games, The Evil Within, Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm looking at my backlog right now. Red Dead Redemption 2. A lot of them it's are... Long. Yeah, you have a lot of long ones. And... All the Yakuza games, which are 60 hours a piece, so... I still don't know what I want to do with that. And it's funny because you say all this stuff. I, like there's also, um, what is it? Two games that I wanted to pick up. I wanted to pick up. I, I played and beat Final Fantasy VII Remake, the first part. But now that they're re-releasing it on PlayStation 5, I want to get my sweet, sweet upgrade. And I want to play Integrate. Yes. But I have Everything fun. else. <laughs> yeah, time. I also wanted to try Stardew Valley. I um, heard a lot of great things about it. And I see and it just kind of seems like it's in my vein because I like Sim. I think you'd enjoy that. Yeah, I think so too. I like Sims and I like RPGs, and it feels like both of the worlds have been married together. Yeah, that game's sweet, that sweet game's pixel. right up your alley. Yeah, it looks pixel. It's like it looks like old school games too to me. So it reminds me the the dialogue boxes and everything remind me of a, a game called Fox Xanadu. You probably have never heard of it. I have not. Uh it's a it's an RPG of sorts. What RPG. is it called? It's Fox Xanadu. Fox Xanadu? Foxanadu. You have to look it up. Do you spell it like you say it? No, it's got a lot of U's in it. <laughs> Hold on, let me... Foxanadu. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah, no, I, I never heard of that. Yeah, it's like a... It's an RPG platformer progressioner. It's fun. It it's um it was made by Hudson Soft, and um, 
Yeah, it's an action role-playing game. It's a platformer. It's like a mix of things. So you have to find self puzzles, talk to townspeople, go and fight okay. creatures. It's like it's a typical NES action adventure RPG back in the day. Yeah. If you Google Foxanadu, one of the reviews that pop up is from Lukey Games. Luke. Lukey. Lukey Games. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me a little bit of that, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily have a lot of action platformer. It's Stardew Valley. So I was thinking about picking up that uh, and playing that sort of on the side when I had a couple minutes instead of, you know, cell phone games, which kind of brought my mind a little bit. You know what game I'm looking forward to playing? Hmm. Psychonauts 2. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had no idea. I can't wait. Okay, so we kind of checked off our backlog what's next on the horizon i feel like the biggest problem we have is we keep grabbing the shorter games in my case there are no shorter games it's just like here here's another here's another 60 hour game here's an endless game here's another 60 hour game hi you are never going to be able to beat hey, these hey, hey hey don't forget about cloudy you beat cloudy ran on your parade hey that was not a long game i think there was like a what is it 15 hour game no, it's probably more like eight to ten maybe yeah. with all the the new game plus i haven't gone through all the new game plus if i wanted to go back to that i just game. saw there was an update for it where there's extra collectibles and stuff <gasps> for your room ah, don't tell me that because i'll go back and play it that game is awesome if anybody yeah. has a chance to play it oh we're gonna be going back and playing uh overcooked pretty soon mm, overcooked too oh you can eat all you can eat. I'm so excited. I still have to. We still have to beat the DLC, the, the pirate ships and stuff like that. That is like. We'll play it, through that, though. We'll yeah, get through that. As far as playing together, we haven't really played together lately because we have been overburdened with life. And playing our own games. Yeah. Well, Which not is like, okay. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on, too. So we haven't gotten any farther in Halo. We haven't gotten any farther in the DLC for... I'm kind of getting a little bit worried about the uh, getting through Halo before Infinite drops. I don't know if we're going to be able to get through all the campaigns. We have Halo 3 to play, Halo 4 to play, Halo 5 to play, and Halo Reach before this holiday. But we also have to play Overcooked. (laughs) Of course. I can't forget about Overcooked. And uh, we've been slacking on Minecraft Dungeons. That looks... Oh, the deal. We beat the 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 original. They keep pumping out more DLC. Oh, I they got to slow down. I want to jump into that sweet DLC. Yeah, I can't stop saying sweet, sweet because it's a. Mm, oh, I'm salivating over the DLC. Yeah, so that's next on a horizon. It feels like an unburdened craziness. Oh, Forza Horizon comes out this. <laughs> this you're fall. not. You're not gonna get to play that. I'm going. I'm going to. I play every Forza Horizon game. <laughs> Good. Well, that's what's on the horizon for us. Uh, <laughs> unintentional fun uh, so this is what we like to call a segment called game expectations or game expectations where we cover everything that we've gone over and everything that we've played and what we plan to do in the future as far as games because you know we can't just talk about different types of cool things in games we have to talk about the games we play um so we don't really have the segment of what we're playing now because clearly i'm still playing octopath traveler and will be for the rest of my life (laughs) and mike just cleared out three games in a fell swoop uh we're not playing anything together except for the games we still are playing because, you know, we can't find five seconds to sit down to play games together. We usually no, have one not of at us, the same time. Not it's right tough. now. Having a toddler and a, a nine month old. He's going to he's starting to crawl and well, he's not starting to crawl. He crawls. Yeah. And he's um, quick. Yeah. He got to keep on him and they can't be entertained for more than five minutes without somebody else watching them. Because if you turn around for a second, they're pooping their diaper or throwing something in the vent like a sock or a block. As long as it's not the diaper. Fair. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that would, would be, be bad. Yeah, I don't think there's any coming back from that. Time to get a new 
house. Yep. And right now, if we're playing anything with the kids, it's probably Connect Four, but not in the way you would actually play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just sticking to board games and stuff right now. No, no video games or, or anything with the kids. And he's not watching anything because well, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah. Well, what was the last game we played that he wanted to watch? Psychonauts. He played. He watched a little bit of Psychonauts. Uh, the intro to Bug Fables because I did that. <gasps> And now he wants a bug-themed party. Yes. That's so cute. His birthday's coming up in a couple weeks. And it's going to be bug-themed with bug cake and bug cards and bug candy. It's adorable. I can't wait. I am excited to play Bug Fables because that's something I could probably play with him around that he'll enjoy. He loves it. He, uh, in the very beginning of the game, the one character says, I'm not a kid. And he just keeps repeating it daily. It's a little bumblebee. (laughs) He's so cute. (laughs) All right. So that's it for this episode. What? What? We forgot about Loki. What? I watched Loki. (laughs) You are Because this is not just a gaming channel. This is, this is. Still alive podcast that discusses all terps types of nerdism. So, Sarah, what do you think of the first five episodes of Loki? Um, first five episodes of Loki. I did not watch them. I watched two of them, and not in order. I watched the last two. <laughs> Look, I have I have things that I had to do. Yeah, she walked in on me watching Loki. But you haven't watched the last episode yet, so how about we save that one for next time? Ah, fair enough. All right, thanks for tuning in. This is Still Alive Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Sarah, so stay alive.